Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. (laughs) And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? (laughs) Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. Dot Commer on WEI.com. Final week of the regular season, Patriots and Dolphins Sunday or 25 start in Miami. Don't care for that. How about you? Wow. I mean, it it could be worse. It could be a night game. I suppose. And it's in Miami. It's not a road game. You don't have to drive. I mean, it's not a home game. You don't have to drive. True, but just I don't understand why. I, you just keep the same games at the same time, but just keep them at one o'clock. I I didn't really understand. Um, I didn't really either. Uh, I I also don't care for this is down the road a little bit, but this I think it was Peter King that was um, surmising that Bills Patriots could be the Monday night playoff game. Yeah. Do not care for that at all. <laughs> like that. No. 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 And I don't think the team, whatever teams play on that Monday night, probably don't like it either. I can't imagine Bill would like that. I can't imagine. I mean, At I guess Buffalo. you do get an extra day to prepare, but then if you win, you're screwed. And I'm not you, screwed, but. Well, do you want an extra day to prepare for your division opponent, or would you rather have the extra day to prepare for That's the next point. opponent? Right. If you want. Yeah. I'm I also thinking I, this is not relevant to anything, but there has to be a rule that the team that plays on monday can't play on saturday i would like i would think i can't imagine they would do that right well we'll have to we'll have to wait a week and see that playing um it's also presuming they would win true patriots uh dolphins uh seem i thought bill had a you blogged it bill had an interesting answer when asked about how he's going to approach this week did you read anything into that yes because he didn't really say anything but I think in him not saying anything resonated with me. I thought he was going to be sort kind of, sort of like a dick. arrogant, yeah, yeah, and be like, "We're going to play to win the game. We're like, we're going to finish this season. There's nothing, you know, we're not locked into any, like whatever." And he didn't. He he 
he said, keep, um, what do you say? Keep it on the tracks. Just stay on track. They yeah, fix it more like the preparation and practices, which almost to me was like, guys, Wednesday through Saturday, we're treating this like a real game. And then I'll let you know on Sunday who's playing. Like, that's what I took from it. And I had, because I took it that way, I did radio with Mutt last night and I had Mutt listen to it. And he said, Mutt said, you know, I heard he's finishing this job and we're going to finish this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you heard that? Because I didn't hear any. I thought I'd hear that. I thought I'd hear energy and and dismissive tone. He acknowledged that it's that it's a consideration how to approach the game, which opens the door for if you're acknowledging that, then you could do something different than you would mm. normally do in a week. I don't know what that would necessarily be. Like you're not sitting Mac Jones. No, but like the example I used in my blog entry, Damian Harris. Maybe Damian Harris could play, but he's been dealing with a hammy for a month. Maybe like a Judon type thing like last week. Or don't play him at all. And they have enough guys with, I mean, would they have 10 guys on the injury report limited in practice? 10 limited and then Duggar missed it, so 11 total. So they have a decent number of guys that could be in consideration for they need a little bit of time. And I will say old school Patriots – did manipulate things in this situation when they had a game the next week. They know they have a game the next week. You know, even Bill acknowledged we'll deal with next week, next week. He knows there's a game next week. I just thought the way he was very loose and vague and, and as you said, focused on preparation and the practice week and, and our mental approach and our energy throughout the week leading up to the game. Everything was about the week leading up to the game, not actually the game. So it, it won't stun me if there's some curious inactives or something, anything, because I think he very much left the door. Now, it could also be, this is, this is also a possibility I leave open. This is the kinder, gentler, I might be retiring at the end of the year, Bill Belichick, who's nice to the media. Right, and I'm not going to be an a-hole when somebody asks you about that, because in the past, he would totally give an a-hole answer, like, what kind of question is that? Yeah, like almost like I don't even understand the question. We have a game Sunday in Miami. We're going to go to the game. There's been similar cases in the past where he's done that. Yes. So the fact that he didn't do that resonated with me. It did not resonate with Mutt. Sounds like it did resonate with you. But also, it's we're what? I'm not saying it's definitive, like they're going to approach it differently, but it does leave the door open for me. Or like you said, if there's a surprise inactive, we'd be like, oh, well, he kind of foreshadowed that earlier in the week. It's also. The way he's been, like, hot and cold, up and down a little bit, like, hard to read, harder to read, less consistent. Mm-hmm. Isn't it possible on Friday somebody, like, insinuates something and he has the answer we were looking for to begin with? I don't know what you're getting into here. We're going to Miami to win a football game. That's yeah. all we really can do. Like, yeah. you're like, wait a minute, you didn't say that on Wednesday. So that I would totally, totally agree. Totally agree. I think he has been less consistent in that area lately. Yeah, he's been very hard to read this year. Even for example, um, this is a weird example, but the the New Year's Eve, um, I mean, the New Year's resolutions thing where on the game, he said, maybe next week. So she asks next week and he, you wouldn't have any interest in personal. Like you, you kind of told me to ask this week and now I ask it and you're kind of being douchey. You're being douchier now than you were before, like at the game. Right. After so, your worst loss of the season, you're treating me worse now. Right. So there's definitely been some media inconsistencies with bill of late. So this could fall under that. Do you think uh, relating to the game dolphins care and will try in this game? Or do you um, think yeah. they, they lost the chance at the playoffs last week after their long win streak. And now they're kind of just ready for the season to be over. 
Um, well, that's all. First of all, I think it, it'll vary. There, there's probably some guys like you talk to enough, enough X players. They all have very, it's not like they're all robots and they mm. all fall in line. Like some guys are, you know, think for themselves or let human nature take over. Others are more robotic and do fall in line with whatever, you know, the they're supposed to do. Um, but on the whole, I think they'll battle. I, I think they'd, they'd prefer to end the, the season with a win. Like I think Flores, for the most part, has gotten his guys there. With I mean, the that's what they did to them in the 19 when they were, yeah. were 50 and a half point underdogs. So my guess is they will not roll over, but that also starts with the Patriots. How does the game start? Correct. If you if, like, if, they're, if Miami's down ten nothing in the first quarter, it's pretty much over. Yes. If you score on your first, what was the first five drives the other day against Jacksonville, it'll only take two before Miami's like, all right, let's let's play running clock the rest of the game. Let's get the hell out of here. But the opposite is true. If if Tua takes them on like a ten play drive to a touchdown, and then you get a three and out or something. You might ignite a little, uh, little extra energy. We, hey, we're up. We're winning. We might as well win this game and go into the the post off season with a little momentum. So I guess we should start looking ahead to because we'll factor into the playoff picture. Uh, if the Patriots, I mean, there's a million different scenarios, but if if they win, Buffalo wins, Cincinnati wins, the Patriots will play at Buffalo. Yes. If Cincinnati loses, and then you win and Buffalo wins. You play at Cincinnati, which I guess I'm bringing up the Cincinnati game because Joe Burrow is not playing. Joe Mixon's on the COVID list. They have number of other guys on the COVID list. So, and I guess Baker Mayfield's out too, but you would think the, the Browns have a better chance of upsetting the Bengals now. And if you're the Patriots, I don't think you want that to happen. Well, see, this is, this was the um, major talking point when I was on the radio last night, who would you rather face? And for me, I said to Mutt, for me, it's a simple answer. It probably should be debatable. There probably should be a legitimate discussion. But for me, it's simple. I want the Bills. I want no part of the Bengals. I want no part of that unknown. I want no part of their playmakers. I just think there's so many levels where the Bengals could be scary as an opponent, whereas the Bills could also dominate you, could also beat you. But there's such a known commodity. You know the coach. You know the quarterback. You know the facility. You played them twice in a month. You know what you're getting. Right. So the known factor, and I would say. And you know you can can compete with them even when they play at their best. Right. And you know sometimes their coach and their quarterback could melt down. I know everybody assumes that Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow could fall on their face, could melt down, haven't been there before. But you don't know. But there's no evidence in fact i would argue for joe burrow there's evidence that he's got a little swagger that's something he could step up to that opportunity you, and you know me i've been shitting on sorry you've been i've been crapping all over the Bengals and zach taylor but i'm with you i'd rather i'm with the bills 100 like i don't want any part in the unknown and facing burrow and chase and that offense like i don't really want to go up against that especially because you don't even know how you would match up with it you don't know anything yeah, I, th- I also think their offense is, when it's on, is better, is more explosive. Um, I think Stephon Diggs is great. I think that you have a little bit more big playability in Chase. I think he's more explosive. Mm-hmm. The running back is a far better player, Mixon, both as a runner and a receiver. Um, yep. Both teams have questionable offensive lines, so that's a kind of a wash there. Um, I think the depth of the weapons is a little better for Cincinnati, and 
but let's be honest, both teams could spread you out, could expose mm-hmm. you, could go after Miles Bryant or Jalen Mills or whoever. That's a legitimate possibility. Um, and the other factor I brought up was, and I don't know this to be true. I kind of made this up on the fly and it may quite actually be false. Um, I think weather helps the Patriots. And I think there's a better chance of bad weather in Buffalo than there is in Cincinnati. That's, that's fair. I'm, yeah, but do you know that? Or like... <laughs> It's oh. nothing with weather with weather is ever going to be like definitive, but just Buffalo and Cincinnati. Like, yeah, it could be bad in Cincinnati, but it's more likely to be worse in Buffalo. Okay. I think that too. I just don't know if we're right. <laughs> like, I, don't I, think, I don't think you can be right. I think it's just like a thought. Well, no, I mean, I'm sure there's a way to research like average weather in Buffalo on January. And we're not even talking about temperature. We're talking about like wind and rain and snow. Like that's what we're talking about. Or really low temperature that could affect the game. Like, remember, wasn't there a, isn't there a famous Chargers at Cincinnati game where it was like minus five or whatever, and it derailed the Chargers. They were supposed to be a Super Bowl team and they, yeah. it derailed them. Um, so, oh yeah, I, I just think the weather. And I also, um, yeah, I, the coaching is interesting to me because Sean McDermott, I think, did a really good job yes. at Gillette. Can he do it again? Are the pressures different in the postseason the third time around? This whole, you know, big brother thing, everybody's kind of playing up and, and the division and all that. I just, and and I'm also falling victim to recency bias, just looking at what Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and those guys have done. Um, but I did unearth, and I'll, I'll bring this up to you because I didn't necessarily know this. Statistically, the fact that Joe Burrow leads the NFL in completion percentage and also leads the NFL in yards per attempt and air yards per attempt, I find very interesting. So he throws it down the field more than anybody mm-hmm. and completes more passes than anybody. He's the opposite of dink and dunk. He's whatever that is. And I think that's very impressive. You think a lot of that, and I, I, I could look into this, a lot of that is like those plays we saw from Jamar Chase. Well, some of it is, but not the air yards. That's the true. air yards are the air yards. That's how far the, the average pass goes in the air. So it also kind of signifies that the Bengals can do a lot of different things. They can throw the ball deep down the field, but also have those yards after catch plays that we saw Chase make on well, last Sunday. That's I'm waiting for next week when Bill says, you know, and Chase having a phenomenal, he can catch it short and take it long. He can catch it long. He can pretty much do anything you need him. And he's right. And that was another factor I, I think is at play here is from a pure Patriots players perspective and coaches, they haven't played against Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. And I use the example of, of McCourty talking about Tyreek Hill back in the day. And he was mm-hmm. like, you simulate him and somebody does it. In pre- and then you get on the field and you realize that the simulation was not anything near the real right. thing. And I, I just think they've played Stefan Diggs. They've played Josh Allen. They've played all those weapons. They could get on the field like the Chiefs did the other day. That That's 70 whatever yard touchdown where, what was it, five or six Chiefs were around Jamar Chase? like. That's not normal, and I think those guys probably got caught off guard with whatever his speed, right. his quickness is. And just look to the Patriots in the AFC title game against the Chiefs. They played them so many times that they know they know what the speed of Tyree kills. They know kind right. of an idea of what the Chiefs are going to try and do. You don't know anything with the Bengals. And and I would say with with Burrow, not just the speed, but like when he scrambles, how he scrambles, mm-hmm. how he throws. Oh, he can throw back across. He can do this and. I'm not necessarily saying he's a better quarterback than Allen right now. I think they're mm-hmm. comparable, 
but you've dealt with Alan. You've dealt with Alan multiple times in, in different conditions in home away. So I, I would take the, the bills every single time and feel really good about it. Now, going down the road, Mutt didn't want to get in. I'll probably be picking the opponent. I think both of these teams are suited to beat the Patriots. Um, yeah, I probably would be too. I mean, we don't have to do that till we get there and find out weather and injuries and COVID and, right. you know, there's factors at play. But just on paper, we've seen it this year. I mean, Bucks, also, that's what it should be, though. You'd be the wild card team. They'd be a division winner, a higher seed than you, so. No, I know, but they're also beat to build built to beat you, not okay. built. That's all, folks. Um, they can spread you out and embarrass you in the back end. And I, I plus the Patriots pass rush has not been as good of late. I know Joe Burrow's been sacked a lot. I think he led the NFL with like 50 something sacks. You haven't gotten after the quarterback nearly as well. No, it's been the since the bye week, I would say. And I know we're talking about COVID for judon and is in a covid fog whatever it is i don't really care what it is it hasn't been as good whatever the reason and so i i just think though both of those teams are do you think uh the patriots would ever consider losing this game um no while i think they are not necessarily all in to win it i do not think they're looking to manipulate anything by losing it because i do think they'd probably prefer to play at home yeah, I mean, we saw the Jets give the Bucks a, a game, hell of a game last week, and Buffalo struggled to beat Atlanta. They were losing at the half. So, well, and the, the games will be going on concurrently. So maybe as it starts to unfold, maybe something I happens. Find it, I can't, find it hard to believe. Like, can you imagine Bill getting on the headset? Hey, Matt, what's the score in the uh, Buffalo game? Right. <laughs> but I would never rule it out. I would never, ever rule it out because it's information. And we know he wants all the information he can have. Uh, speaking of which, remind me to talk about Brandon um, Spikes on Twitter when we uh, wrap oh, up this discussion. Yeah, how he still talks to Bill. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's information. And Bill might get that information and say, yep, I want to pull Mac. I want to pull this guy. I want to do this. I want to. It's all information that he can put to his use to decide how he wants to play the game and, and get his team ready to win. Best. The only thing I could see them not like Bill never going to game intentionally losing. But if you do lose this game, there's the potential for you to play like the Chiefs in the first round, and you want no part of that. No, I definitely want no part of that. So, can you hear my dog snoring in the background? I just heard it right now. Wake up. Um, well, and the other thing is that I actually get back to, and the players brought up, and I just feel like they need to play well. They 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 have one blowout win against a crappy team. They're a team they that have, they. They've proven they ride momentum. Like that's part of their success. And, and I don't think I want to go into the playoffs having lost three of my last four down the right. stretch. Yeah, I said I wrote in my piece like this isn't Edelman, Brady, Gronk, where you could nope. just know you're the best players in the field and you can go out there and win. You can't. You you need to have everything going your way, playing the whole sixty minutes, getting off to a good start. You can't fall down ten points and then expect to come back like some of the past Patriots playoff teams have. You just can't. And do that's. That. That is the the best argument to play well, play to win, game plan, do everything like you're trying to go all in. And that's what the players have said more than Bill. Like McCordy said it, Bold uh Bourne said it. Like they Bourne was a little weird. He was had like the revenge thing at the end. He said, Well, we're football players and competitors, so of course there's some element of revenge. After he went on a whole long-winded thing about how it's just another game. Yeah, I mean. He's a nice guy, but he gets ahead of himself speaking sometimes, I think. Very ahead of himself. Like, it's very, like, quick. 
Um, but even the um, earlier in the week when McDaniels talked and they somebody asked him about the like confidence, did they need the mm-hmm. confidence boost? And he said, I don't really get into the are we or are we not confident? We're confident when we play well, when we execute. To me, that's a that right there, that comment, we're confident when we play well. That's a reason to play well in the finale. That's a reason to, and I know you can look stupid. Like Mac Jones could tear his ACL in the fourth quarter in Miami. And now all of a sudden it's Brian Hoyer starting the playoff. Like it could happen. Like that's just the, like, but I don't think you can make decisions based on that. I, I, I really don't. Now it's different. Like I brought up Harris. Like if he is dealing with a hammy, you're at your best when you have Harris and Stevenson, you want them together. And if you can limit him, and it's not like you're waving the white flag. You have Stevenson. He's coming off a hundred yard game when you rested Harris. A little bit of an uptick for Stevenson. Right. Right. You're, you're so, not taking a drop off at that position. Right. So those are the decisions that I think, or Judon, mm-hmm. maybe he's still dealing with something and you can play defense without Judon. Yeah, you like, can it's have Winovich like, and Uche get some more snaps. Sure. It's not as great, but you're not like sacrificing the position. And you can also spin it as we might need those guys. So if they get a few more reps against Miami, they're ready to go more when they come in against Buffalo or Cincy or whoever. Right. Right. Uh, do you want to get into more national NFL stories or anything else specific to the Patriots? Well, we have some uh, salacious topics. So let's get into the Brandon Spikes thing. I found it very interesting that Brandon Spikes randomly tweeted out that I still talk with Bill and, and he Fs with me or whatever. And I retweeted it and said, like, I'd love to see these texts or something. And he sent a screen capture of the texts and they weren't, um, they weren't nearly as interesting as I was hoping they'd be. It was basically, I laughed out loud because Spikes wished Bill happy birthday, which is in early April. In mid-May, Bill replied, thanks, a little slow on replying to my texts here. So a month later, he replied to the text. Um, and then later, bold uh, Spikes, we should mention just in case no one knows, Brandon Spikes was a linebacker that played for the Patriots. I hope um, people listening to this podcast know who Brandon Spikes is. I would hope too, but I don't like to assume. He was a thumping linebacker out of Florida. A good player in the role of thumping linebacker. Also, I'll, I'll read it too. Happy uh, B-Day, Coach Belichick. Thanks for the B-Day wishes. Sorry to be so far behind on my text. Best comma, BB. <laughs> And then, and then Bolden, I mean, uh, why do I keep calling this Bolden? Spikes clearly texts him after the win in Buffalo in the yep. wind. Yep. And read Bill's response, because I think that one made me laugh. So Spike says, this is not, uh, this is Spike's language, text language. You, letter you, went old school on them boys last night, coach. Straight December football. I love it. Great win. Belichick. Thanks, B. Tough game. Good to win in Buffalo, exclamation point, exclamation point. We are learning the lessons of physical and mental toughness. Last night reminded me of many games I coached at Giant Stadium with tough defense, running game, and a lot of wind, exclamation point. Hope things are going well on your end, exclamation point. Best comma, BB. (laughs) That made me laugh. on First of all, the first part about we're learning mental toughness was like a very – it's funny that in – his, even in his personal texts with a former player, he's still similar. Um, I, 
and then he shares the Giants thing. Everything goes back to the Giants. I still think he likes the Giants more than the Patriots. He's he's been with the Patriots for twenty years and won six Super Bowls. I still think he he like glorifies the Giants. Um, another little side note, in case no one remembers, Spikes also played for the Bills after he left the Patriots. So that was a matchup of his two former teams. Clearly, uh, he's taking the Patriots side. Certainly seemed to be in this text exchange with Bill Belichick. Um, so that was just a funny little random. And then Brandon Spike started following me on Twitter after we had this. Oh, there you go. Um, then we should probably just touch on, because at least sort of uh, tangentially has connections to New England, that uh, the AB fiasco, um, him walking off the field in New York, and now him claiming that he was hurt and Bruce Arians was trying to make him play and Bruce Arians cut him with a throat gesture. And which, by the way, wouldn't that be um, accessible by film? See, that was my first thought. Like, there's got to be, whether it's the All-22 or the Fox cameras or the security cameras in the stadium, like, there's got to be visual evidence of that somewhere. I would think. I, I, I can't imagine there isn't in this day and age. As you said, even if it's just security footage, something somewhere, there's a camera that would show Arians interacting with Brown and slashing his throat. Um, but he's also gone after Brady and Alex Guerrero now. He and deleted claimed- those, those tweets, by the way. Yeah, he does that a lot. Remember when he did well, it? Because he realized his bank information was out there. Um, but he also just does it because he realizes it's stupid and somebody says, what the fuck, excuse me, what the <laughs> heck are you doing, you idiot? Um, I just, there's probably some truth to his side. I would agree. Like based on, I got, when I read that thing last night, I was like, yeah, some of this is probably true. Oh yeah, there's no, there, there like, but I don't know how much. And he lost the benefit of the doubt like three teams ago. Exactly. Like, the way he's acted. And then he uh, re-lost it with his actions this morning. Yes. Oh, 100%. And then I don't know if you saw the the new footage that was out there of the Bucks doing their little dance on the logo at MetLife before mm-hmm. the game. And I don't know if all the Bucks are there, but most of the Bucks are at midfield. AB's on like the 10, throwing a ball in the air, walking towards the locker room, like totally distanced from the rest of the team. So there was issues there, but he's no different. Like it's never his fault. And once he, he gets in trouble, he lashes out at people at Tom Brady at Alex Guerrero. Like, like now, else. like what, what did those Guerrero texts prove? What was that? Nothing. And, and by the way, like he claimed Guerrero didn't do all the work because they're done now. And Guerrero said, okay, I'll give you your money back. Like, that's all that said. That's why I don't understand what that even proved. I mean, Guerrero has his issues, but in that exchange, he took the high road. He was the... He, he was he very said, nice in his text. Like, where do you want me to send the money? Good luck, buddy. <laughs> um, if AB did that in past transgressions, he'd have a lot less legal issues. That's not what AB does. AB tells you to go bleep yourself. He's not paying you. And then the other... Um, did you notice his Instagram story? He did like a home alone thing and he... Uh, photoshopped Brady and Arians photos in. So he's going after Brady now too. Oh, I didn't see that one, but it doesn't surprise me. This is what he does. Like, what do they always say? And you roll with dogs, you get fleas or whatever. Like he's a dog. He's a bad guy. He, and I love the, the Rodney Harrison thing that he has CTE. He may, he's been nuts for 20 years. He's been nuts since college. Right. Like, Everyone's those... pointing to that uh, perfect kit. I'm going to a couple years no. ago. He's, Maybe that added a little bit to it, but he's been like, he's been a little off the rails since you're right, college. College. You have all those coaches saying we didn't know whether we could talk to him on certain days because we didn't know the which AB was going to be there. And like, okay, so this is, and they're all enablers. 
They, I said this to someone the other day, Monday. Mike Tomlin should go in the Hall of Fame for coaching that guy for eight years and having no problems. Well, but did he enable him? Was he part of the problem? I don't know. You never heard from him. He definitely he definitely got what he needed to out yes. of him and, and worked it the right way for him, for the Steelers. Yes. I don't know if he did what was in the best interest of the player. But sure, but you never heard this. What he was, a, I'm not saying he was a model teammate and citizen in Pittsburgh. There is nothing to this extent besides right. And, and I believe Ryan Clark, who works for ESPN now, I don't know whether it was Patriots or Raiders at which like scandal point said he remembers saying to somebody in Pittsburgh when they gave AB like his first big contract, mm-hmm. you paid that guy you're in trouble or so like basically predicting that this was all going to go off the rails because if you're nuts before you get the big deal you're more nuts after you get the big deal essentially um and i say nuts i don't mean to be um dismissive of it he may have legitimate mental health issues Mm. but he also just has um behavioral issues work issues like taking orders being a being an employee type issues not paying people like well yeah He's a bad guy. He's a dink. He treats people poorly on all levels. He bullies people, sexually assaults people, allegedly doesn't pay people. And I'm sorry, mental illness is not just a get out of jail free card. Like you can treat the rest of the world like crap because, oh, you have mental illness. Okay. I won't ask for the $10,000 you owe me for the work I did for you. Like, is that just, can I just claim that? Can I have some guy like put a new roof on my house and then say, I have mental illness, so I'm not going to pay you. No, that's not how the world works. Correct. So mental illness is not the be all end all catch all get out of jail. Um, But he's also not the only sleazeball in this whole situation. Like Bruce Arians has his skeletons too. Like he's not exactly a man you can take at his word. He wasn't going to bring AB in. And then he did like right there. with those texts seem fishy with you. Um, How so? Like that AB like photoshopped them. I would never rule anything. Well, I, first of all, the letter made me laugh out loud. Some of the words, like if you're going to write it for AB, at least make it sound somewhat like AB could have said some of these things. <laughs> like there was a couple of lines that I could not perform at my safest level on the field or something like get the hell out of here. Yeah, but then they threw in the, what he felt like a cage animal and didn't want to represent the buck. So it took his Jersey off. Well, it kind of felt to me like they wrote the statement. And then he read it and he's like, how about we add in this and we add in this? And they were like, okay, that'll make it sound like it's a little more actually coming from you, not just a, a PR a statement. A legal lawyer speak. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't trust anything with AB. I, I really don't. Like he's he's like just had too many skeletons and manipulative situations. I don't know. Has, has Brady talked yet this week to the media? Did you, did you see yesterday? Did he talk? I don't believe. I didn't see anything yesterday. No. Like what is he? How does he respond to this? Uh, well, you have to have empathy for this person. But like, does he now? Like, he's going after him personally. Well, Brady will be a fraud. He'll say something publicly, and then in privately, we'll find out later that he was saying "f that mf'er." I brought him into my mf and house, and this is how yep. he mf and treats me and my family. Like, right? Yeah. But he won't say that publicly because that's how Brady is. He just he doesn't do that. You're probably right. Fun. But I mean, we all predicted this. Like, is there anybody who thought? AB had changed and was a good person and was worthy of being around your family and kids. No, he is who he is. And he always will be who he is. He's, he could be a tragedy. Like, I don't say this like with any hope or with any like brazen, he could be dead. Like there, it won't ever surprise me if former bucks receiver found it. Like, no, that's why I think that the NFL and someone needs to step in and get him evaluated right. mentally. 
Like instead and of broke. The other issue is even if he doesn't end up dead, he could certainly end up broke. Well, see, that's what calling me out with the Guerrero thing. Like he's begging for money. Like he needs money. And he could. Yeah. Like asking for the money back. Like his first thought is like my money back. Right. Yeah. So I it didn't end well. And he's also all of this, by the way, the Bucks angle is to give himself a chance to play again. His, his agents and his people are saying, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, after surgery next year, I'll, business will be booming. Will it? You think he'll be back? No. I think he I, I initially said no. I did too, but there's going to be a stupid team out there that says, all right, come on in. Feels like there always is. I'm trying to think of like a quarterback that could like push like Brady did and I don't know. Um, I mean, it would be one of the big time established. Like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't know if he would or wouldn't, but somebody like that. And I could see Rodgers saying, people think I'm an angry douche too. And like, let's just join forces to win a a Super Bowl or something kind of thing. Um, I just, or the other thing that I leave open always is somebody who was his receivers coach is now like a coordinator or like talk something into it. And no, I was with him for eight years. I can, I I, I I, I know, I know how to coach him. Yeah. Some, something like that. So, he probably still will be. He he will probably get an opportunity. He's he's a damn good receiver, or at least you know he's still was, good. Was and now is still no, no, no. good. He's still good. He yeah. he might not be as great as he once was, but he is still a starting caliber, top half of the league kind of receiver. Yes, yeah. he is. That's the reality, and that's why uh, you get a shot. We should probably pick the game, right? Uh, pick the game. Uh, I'm going to pick the Patriots to win, um, because I think. As much as I have the hesitation from Bill's comments of exactly how they're going to play it, I think they're going to play to win. They're going to try to win. They're going to try to keep the momentum flowing and and feel good and play and execute well. Now, we should also say the Dolphins have something to say about that. Their defense has played well. Now, you know, yeah, it was a misleading winning streak and performances and all that, but they do know the Patriots. There is that familiarity with Flores and the scheme and they blitz. So if you blitz, we, we've talked about Mac has looked uncomfortable at times over the last month. If you blitz mm-hmm. him, he makes a bad throw, a tip ball, you know, game changing type plays could happen. But my guess is the Patriots play the game on their terms are the better team. They probably pick Tua because I think Tua isn't really that good. And he's right. give you chances to pick off the ball more than even his interceptions would indicate. Um, so I'm going to predict a score similar to what I predicted last week, and it ended up being a blowout. I think I went 28-10 last week. So I'm going to say 27-13 Patriots, um, and I think they just they feel okay going into the postseason. I'm with you. 24-14, somewhere in that range. Like They'll, they'll control the game. They, they won't blow them out because I don't think they would allow them their players to be on the field to blow them out like that. And I don't think that the Dolphins are a team that really could get blown out. Like, they're not a bad team. They're a solid team. I think they come to play, at least at the beginning. So I don't think a blowout's in the cards. Will Brian Hoyer play? Yeah. When? Fourth quarter. So he'll just get mop-up duty time? Yeah. Like, I don't, the- I don't, I don't think he's in a – just look what he did with Brady. Like, he never really – like, how did Bill – it's not like he was ever taken out of games at half when the game was, like, still – yeah, no. Like Brady always got the treatment of playing most of the game, so I don't see why he'd be different with Mac. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm just just wanted to get it out there, see what you thought. I, I, I agree. I think they're going to play the game for the most part. I leave the window for a- uh, another random thing on Hoyer. Well, I was, I don't know, I guess the easy answer is he's just the backup. But I found it interesting a little bit that Stidham was still the number three quarterback last week after Hoyer missed the entire week of practice and just was activated before the game with COVID. Um, Because he's the backup and we're never going to see Stidham play. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought that, like, if there was one chance to get, get him a chance to be active on a game day and to be the backup, it was that. Even just, like, a bill being, like, thank you for your service. It's your, you worked hard to come back, like, be active on game day. Mm, yeah, I don't – other than, like it's, – It's a very minor complaint and doesn't really matter. I just thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah. Or is it also – treating Hoyer with respect. You're the backup. If you're eligible to be the backup, you're the backup. Yeah, that's like, true. We appreciate the work you've put in. We, However you've handled this the whole year, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's your job. Like, yeah, don't do that. That kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I hadn't really thought about it too much, honestly. I just think some people think like Stidham is the future backup of the Patriots. And I just, what what reasons are there to show that? Um, he could be the future backup because Hoyer could retire and or Hoyer could be the quarterback's coach or whatever. Um, I, I just the Stidham thing to me now is to the point where like he's not even on my radar. Like I don't even think about him. Well, and why I don't, would you? He's never been active this year. He's right. So doesn't do anything. I I assume he's not going to be the backup, but I know you're right. Some people think he is going to be the backup. And that would be weird to me since he's never really been given the chance to do a whole hell of a lot of anything. When was the last time he played? Uh, last year against the, was it the Rams? I was going to, yeah, okay. So the Rams can't, like, he never got the shot to start despite everybody wanting him to start and that whole thing. And now, yeah, he's just not on my radar. Now he's having a baby. True. I don't know what that means. You all about it on Instagram. Kennedy Stidham. Um, good to see Mac Jones, by the way, staying scared douchey. He still annoys me. Uh, yeah, like there is a couple, like the, he was all, even with the New Year's resolution, wouldn't give that. Um, just the the press, co- yeah. Do you think that'll change in the offseason? Like somebody might get to him and be like, you're coming across as kind of a douche, like change. Um, like you don't have to answer anything, but just like try to <laughs> give better word salads. Yeah, I do think he might. Because I don't think he's a douche. No, I don't think he's either but he's coming off as a douche and he's annoying me. He's making me not like him. And I don't like that. Like, I don't like that. He's making me not like him, but I and listen he to, to say, you know, you're not asking for, you know, great quotes and to fill up the, the notebook. You're just asking for like answers. Right. And yeah, I, I hope he settles in and feels more comfortable next year. And, and who knows, I think maybe we will see, I mean, I don't know where COVID goes, but, I, th- I said this to you before. If we were still in the locker room, I think everybody would like him more. We'd have better relationships with him. Like, I think he would joke around a little bit. I agree. Like, we'd be able to joke around with him, not when he's at the podium. Like, there'd be that right. kind of relationship thing where he'd feel a little bit more comfortable. But even so then, like, he's been around. I don't know. Like, I don't get the sense he's uncomfortable, and that's why he's giving across these answers. Do you? He's. I think he's uncomfortable in that he's afraid. Like he does. Like, he knows – he can't say anything. Bill has beaten it into him not to say anything. Like even when he catches himself, you know, when he says like, 
well, when I was at Alabama and he goes, not to talk about the past. Yep. Like literally he's thinking, uh Oh, one of the rules is don't talk about the past. Alabama's in the past. So like, I just think he's so he, he's like a dog that has the electric fence and he's been taught that this is where you stop or you get zapped. Yep. Can he go through it? Yes, he can. Any dog in America could run through the fence, but right. they've been trained with the zap to not go through the fence. Mm. I think that's what he is. He Mac Jones is a dog who lives within his little media electric fence that Bill Belichick has trained him well. And who knows? Maybe that'll change because we've seen players in the past that have been like this as rookies and then change as they you know get established right. and are no longer rookies. So hopefully that's the case with Mac. Uh, I think it will be because I do think he's a decent guy, but we'll see. All right, uh, we'll wrap up this podcast. We'll be back uh, Monday morning with uh, previewing a playoff matchup for the Patriots. Who knows what that will be, but we'll find out on Sunday. We'll know the date and time as well. So there'll be uh, the next time we talk to you, we'll be on to the playoffs. Plenty to talk about. The Dolphins game, how they handled it, and then looking forward to the Bills or the Bengals. I'm, I'm looking forward to this, by the way. I'm looking the forward playoff. to seeing them get tested yes. in, a, in a playoff environment because they do have – legitimate questions as how they've played against good teams yes and they're going to face a good team in the playoffs so this is going to be a very interesting entertaining this is certainly not one of those old shaughnessy like first round playoff games no one cares about this is I a legitimate fun playoff game you're going to be going into so enjoy these next couple of weeks because that's it's been after last year you deserve to have these types of weeks and fun feelings and playoff football actually meaning something here and not just watching games from afar and we'll see what Mac has. Mac going to his first postseason game. We'll see if if Mac is special or if he is, you know, maybe a run of the mill rookie who falls victim to it's the playoffs. It's hard. It's a good team, and good luck next year, kid. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. Peace out. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.